Steel Curtain Network. Hey, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. I am your host, Jeff Hartman. Joining me as always, Dave Schofield and Brian Davis as we preview the Week 7 game between the Steelers and the Los Angeles Rams. Dave, welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going all right. It's nice to be amongst friends. Amen to that. And the blonde bomber, Brian Davis, what's up? (laughs) Well, here's the deal with that. I'm just going to get it out of the way. I can't afford a convertible. I'm not cheating on my wife. And I saw the Barbie movie and it worked for Ken. So I'm just bad. (laughs) For those who are listening in the audio side, uh, Brian decided to get a little haircut and he got a, uh, what is that actual blonde? Like you, it's like, Think Justin Timberlake in sync frosty tips. That's what I'm envisioning. Yeah, I mean, th- this is really what happens to Timberlake after like he just uh <laughs> you goes completely on a bender <laughs> after 50. A burger well, bender. It could it's, be worse. It must be blonde tips, and it turned into a whole lot more. Well, you'll have some frosty tips sooner or later when your brown hair starts to grow out. So <laughs> Nonetheless, welcome back. It's We were here last week, but nonetheless, we didn't have a game to preview. The Steelers' bye week is officially over, and they're getting ready for this upcoming game. There's a lot to discuss, a lot to discuss amongst the Steelers. It doesn't even have anything to do with the upcoming opponent. Mainly, who's going to play and where? Like That's the big talking point right now. And it is Joey Porter Jr. Is he going to play? I know Dave and his brother Rich talked about this on the Scobro show. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., Broderick Jones, Dan Moore Jr., all these all these talking points. I'm going to start in a different direction, though, because I feel like that's been talked about a lot. Let's talk about Deontay Johnson. Dave, first question. Do you think he is activated on Saturday for this game, yes or no? I do. I, I, there's no reason to, to keep him back, to hold him back at all. Um, if, if he's ready, I mean, full participant – did they change the rule or are the Steelers just doing this out of courtesy that they're putting him and McFarland on the injury report? Cause I didn't think they had to, if they weren't on the 53, they didn't in the past, but they're saying, Hey, they're here, they're full. So to me, that's every indication of. I'd have to go back and remember last year, like when Calvin Austin had his window started, if he was even mentioned or not, but no, it, it does seem a little bit weird. But what about you, Brian? What do you think about Deontay Johnson? I think he's absolutely playing in this game, and I think he's absolutely necessary for the Steelers in this game. Well, go ahead and explain yourself. Why do you deem him to be necessary in this game? Guys, I think his presence makes Matt Canada smarter. I think this, if he could be smarter, it gives Matt Canada a weapon. It makes George Pickens more open. It makes the tight ends more valuable across the middle and left alone a little bit more. And it gives Kenny Pickett an option and makes Kenny Pickett better too because they have always had a great rapport. I really think that he is uh, the X factor that the offense has not found and not had in that first uh in those first few games. Yeah, of course he played, he had three targets, two catches, um, did fairly well in just a little bit of action, but he's very necessary to this offense. If they're going to get better in this next stretch, he's been the missing link. Okay. Dave, would you agree with that? Or do you 
are you kind of downplaying the return of Deontay Johnson, assuming it happens? I don't know about downplaying. I, I think it's <laughs> real interesting because we have we have certain people around that love to trade away players as soon as they think someone else might be decent and wanted to to instantly, you know, oh, now it's time to trade Deontay Johnson. I think we saw through the last four games why the Steelers would like to hold on to Deontay Johnson. Because what Brian says, he gets open. It's what he does. You know, I, I, I think back to the, to the Moneyball movie, and they're like, oh, why does he like him so much? He gets on base. What? He gets on base. It's what he, he gets on base. Deontay Johnson, he gets open. He gets, I mean, it's, it's just what he does. It's just a, a special thing that, that, that happens. He gets open. That is a huge, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you want to say safety net or just when you know the player's open, you don't have to wait to see, hey, are they going to be open? And it was nice to see Kenny kind of get things going with, with Pickens to realize he doesn't have to be open. I could throw him the ball. Um, I, I look at certain plays throughout the last four games and I'm like, Deontay Johnson would have made a difference there, you know. You know, th third and six, and Pickett and Pickens weren't on the same page. That's a Deontay Johnson play. That's Deontay Johnson down. The fourth and one in Houston. My goodness, that's uh, you don't have to worry about if Deontay Johnson's going to be open. Nowhere he's going to be in throwing the ball. That's just take the snap. If you're going to run that play, that play is much better suited if Deontay Johnson would have been out on the field. Still don't like to play. I just have to say that in right. that situation. But uh, yeah, I, I think he makes so much more of a, a difference. To things, and you know what's probably going to happen, Steelers. If the Steelers start you know, seeing more offensively coming out of the bye, then people are going to do what they do, and I'm, I'll have a tendency as well. You chalk it up to the reevaluation of things at the bye. Honestly, if you see the offense take off this week, I think a lot you have to give some credit there to Deontay Johnson uh, if he's able to come out and get some receptions. Now, if they lean on him a ton and throw him fourteen balls, that could also be a problem. So you, you got to get the right balance there as well. My concern about Deontay Johnson is not about his overall route running or anything like that. It's it's with the hamstring injury that was severe enough to land him on injured reserve. Is he physically going to have those skills that we're all accustomed to seeing? That's my only concern. And it's, it's not so much a physical thing because I don't think the Steelers would trot him out there if he wasn't 100% ready. Uh, okay. history has shown that they won't do that. Think of Akella Witherspoon last year. My concern is mentally, is Deontay Johnson going to trust that every one of those cuts? And that's tough. Like that's really difficult to get over that. Anyone that's ever pulled a muscle, especially something like a hamstring, you know, that right when it's feeling great, it just takes one weird step, one wrong stride. And sometimes you don't want to take those strides for fear of, of a setback. And sometimes that can mean that maybe he's not as elusive as usual. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, that's my only hesitation with Deontay Johnson in this game. But I do agree with both of you. I think that he is absolutely going to be a very big part of this offense. He should be a very big part of this offense. And I think he's going to also help not just Kenny Pickett, but George Pickens. I don't think there's going to be nearly as much attention given to him as it pertains to the defensive coverage and things like that. Speaking of defense in the secondary, I want to get Charles take on the newest member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Darius rush, I believe is his name. I think yes. Last I checked 
but not so much Darius Rush, rookie, long, another very typical Joey Porter, Corey Trice type character in terms of body build. But the Steelers getting rid of Desmond King. Dave, when this all stemmed and I put the tweet from Desmond King in the our breaking news channel, everyone's kind of like, wow, that's weird. They didn't think that he would be a guy that would be cut to get Deontay Johnson back. What was your take on them releasing him? Well, that was kind of weird. Um, I even said in the channel, let's just see if this is really what it is. Or if some people are like, oh, this is some people. Are like, oh, this means nothing. The Steelers wouldn't cut him there. He's just getting ready for the next game. I'm like, no, nah, it did, didn't seem like that. Are they trying to, are they trying to shift their philosophy in the secondary? I don't know. I mean, Desmond King played one defensive snap and it was a rushing touchdown in his general vicinity. Uh, was it really that bad? It Was there an more – there's obviously more to it than we, than we see as fans because we saw him for one defensive snap. Um, and if you're going to keep him around just to be a kick returner, if, if Anthony McFarland's back, then you don't need him there either. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what to make of it. That that news came out right as I went to start Scobro show Tuesday night, so we talked about it. I haven't had a chance to look up anything about the new guy. I I know Andrew Wilbar was happy or whatever. So I don't know. Um, I, I find it odd, but once King got a helmet and then got a helmet again, I'm like, okay, here we go. But some, something gave there, and I have, I have no idea what. Brian, what's your take on the new cornerback and also the one that just got released? I don't give a rat's ass about Darius Rush. You know why? Because he was available in the middle of the season off of a practice squad. This does not make your team. This is the guy that we talk about on the 53-man roster on the bubble. And like, oh, you can't lose this guy. You can't lose this guy. And he's Quincy Roche. He's those guys that, uh, you know, they come and go and they're available and they're available for a reason. I hope he pans out. That's fine. But everybody excited about him right now? Don't be excited. Be pleasantly surprised if he does something. But don't hang your hat on Darius Rush because if he was that good, he wouldn't be here. Call me a curmudgeon because I'm feeling curmudgeonly with this, but I have changed my philosophy um, after the uh, on the cutdown days the last couple years. And now it's the same thing with something like this. You know, I mean, it's great. Hey, we really needed this guy. This is great. And I saw people celebrating in the streets. Yay, Darius Rush is here. But really, I mean, this is not a big deal. Now, losing a guy like like King, that means there's something they didn't like in practice. There's something, I mean, there's a reason that he didn't uh, play a whole lot sooner. He, uh, those injuries were worse. Um, he never came back from injuries as well. He never returned to form. He aged real quick. So that's probably what I'm thinking as, as far as uh, it's, it was a nice shot. It was a, uh, it was taking your shot, but it hit the rim and fell off. Uh, according to, so if you listen to my Monday, let's ride podcast, I had Alan Saunders on of Steelers now. And he said that, Desmond King goes out there to play defense. He lines up in the wrong spot. And like Dave said, they, they scored a touchdown right where he should have been. So that's not a good look. 
uh, that supposedly the team was not very happy that if you think back to it, whenever Desmond King got the kickoffs, he never let it go into the end zone. He always tried to bring it out starting deeper in their own end. didn't like him in that regard. They probably thought with them, why are we keeping him? And so they thought maybe this rush was maybe a special teams upgrade. I do know that at South Carolina, he did play a lot of special teams. Uh, will be interesting. It'll be interesting. To He's see not going to be active for a while. You wouldn't think so. Yeah. You wouldn't think so. Unless it's only to be a special teams, like, Hey, you're a gunner, like go down and tackle them. <laughs> People can do that, but I, I wouldn't think he would be active. Not at least in the next few weeks, but still, uh, we'll see. We shall see. There's a, there's a lot to discuss. There are a lot to unpack, especially with Desmond King, who a lot of people had a lot of high hopes for, didn't pan out. And Shannon Sullivan, some people don't like him. He remains on the roster. So here we go. All right, let's talk about this upcoming game. And let's start off actually with, I think this is important. I think let's start off with the injury report. I think this is more about the Steelers injuries than anything else right now. And by proxy, the Rams injuries. Dave, do you have that available? Oh, absolutely. It's what right, I do. Let's run through the Steelers right now. Okay, through the Steelers right now. Let's. I'll, I'll go ahead and say everyone, even though they're full full participants, because they were players that have missed the last game or two, and that was. We'll go ahead and say Presley Harvin, two full practices. Uh, Dan Moore Jr., two full practices. James Daniels, two full, full practices. Pat Frerbooth, not so much. He was full yesterday, which was a padded practice and was reportedly more physical than the padded practice the week going up the Ravens game. But then he was limited today. So that's not good. Uh, Nick Herbig has been limited the last two days with a quad or hamstring, whatever. You know, I, I thought I thought initially it was hamstring. Now it says quad. Um, Deontay Johnson, Anthony McFarland, they have them on the injury report. I always thought they didn't have to put them on there because they're not on the 53. So I don't know if that's new this year or if they just did it, but they've been full the last two days. But let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room, the big one. New to the injury report today, the only player who did not practice, TJ Watt, with a not a finger, not the finger that he dislocated and they say might have to have surgery after the season. This was for a heel. Yes. A heel. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on the uh, Steelers injury report? Let me ask you a question real quick. Now, I noticed yesterday on the injury report today, but under Wednesday, there was just a hyphen or a slash or whatever for Wednesday for TJ Watt. What did that mean? Was it? Just a day it off. Means it, no, he had a, he had a regular day. He was a full participant. wasn't okay. injured. wasn't even listed. All right, thank you for uh, helping me read that injury report. Yeah, it's it's got to be disconcerting. I I don't think it's uh, doesn't seem like there's been a lot of noise about it. We read the name on the injury report, and they put these guys on the injury report here and there. It's almost like Larry Ogunjobi syndrome, where. When you see Larry Ogunjobi on there, you probably don't worry. But in this case, the name is TJ Watt, and you're going to have to wonder. I I think in this day and age of the NFL that you've got to uh, list a little bit of everything on there. Is it a big deal? I hope not, but uh, it's on there for a reason. So there's going to be some type of concern. But my gut's saying that you see number 90 out there on Sunday and he doesn't miss a beat. 
you remember a couple weeks ago, Darnell Washington popped up on the injury report with a knee, and everyone was like, oh, my gosh, Darnell Washington has, has a knee injury. You know, what are they going to do? Does this mean they're going to address another lineman, blah, blah, blah? He wasn't even on the – he had no injury designation. He practiced fully Friday. He said he was going to play. I expect that to happen with TJ Watt. I could be wrong. This could be something bigger. But until then, I'm just going to assume that he's going to be fine. I don't know. Maybe he was at his brother's house and he stepped on a Lego. Who knows? But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, it's one of those situations where, honestly, I'm more concerned about Pat Fryermuth than I am TJ Watt right now. Because a full participation down to limited tells me that he probably has a little bit of tightening. It's, it's getting tight, that hamstring. And if you recall, when he got hurt, I think it was Jerry Dulac, our buddy Jerry Bear, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, who said that his injury could have him out about three to four weeks. Well, that was pressing this week seven timeline. And so I was never a hundred percent sold on him being ready to go. We'll see. Maybe, maybe he's okay. But Dave, what are your thoughts? And you read it. You haven't got a chance to chime in on it. Oh, about, about TJ Watt and Pat Fairmouth. Yeah. With, with Fairmouth, I'm going to say, you never know when it's limited. Was it because, oh, he's a little bit sore, a little bit tight. Let's just not have him do everything. All right. Or it's, oh, he comes out and he's fine. Oh, and then he did something in practice where he tweaked it a little bit, and then he had to he had to pull back or even not practice anymore. We don't know the exact way that, that things happen. They're not allowed to say if they left practice due to injury. If that's the case, I'm definitely concerned that he – re-injured it because he was coming back too much. Uh, with him, just like with T.J. Watt, Friday's always going to tell the tale. I'd probably be more concerned with T.J. Watt and a new injury if he was limited because that meant he would have made it, maybe have heard it during practice. But it's T.J. Watt. They probably were like, oh, you're, that bothered you yesterday after we after we went? Let's, let, let's rest you on Thursday. Come back out Friday. You'll still be fine. We've had some extra practices. So uh, it's all good. I'm hoping. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's talk about the Rams. I'm going to send it over to uh, Brian here because Brian and I both talked to the fans first affiliate for the L.A. Rams, uh, Tom Quartz, who is was kind enough to join us both for shows this week, talking about the upcoming game with the Los Angeles Rams. And I thought he did a good job outlining exactly what to expect from the L.A. side of things. And when you think about now you can hear this on my Let's Ride podcast tomorrow morning on the audio side, wherever you get your podcast, uh, you'll find it 5 a.m. Eastern time. Brian, though, when you talked to Tom, what was your takeaway in terms of the upcoming game against the Rams as we're talking about them as the main opponent? Well, it's funny, and officially I was a guest on his show. That's true. On, on Rams Up, but we are going to go ahead and play that here on Steel Curtain Network. Uh, we went offense to defense and all the way back with both teams. And I got the feeling that both of us were downplaying our teams. I don't know if you felt like that with Tom, but I don't think he was uh, – I think he's proud of his team, but he's worried about this game, and that's the same way that I felt on our end. But when I talk to him, it just seems that their defense right now is uh it's hurting there's a they're they're missing two defensive backs they're uh of course they have aaron donald but their linebackers they're weak up the middle too right now 
They've got a lot of injuries on that defense, so that's disconcerting. They have two running backs out, and the uh, the receivers, unless you're Cooper Cup, doesn't seem to be that daunting. However, we know how that goes with the Steelers, and we saw it just a few weeks ago against the Texans when a uh, a C name at wide receiver beat the living bejeebers out of them. So, you know, so they're, they're excited about a few guys here that especially on offense that they could be okay. But the biggest guys, it seems like he's excited about are two X Steelers, Kevin yeah. Dotson, Akella Witherspoon. Akella Witherspoon is basically anchoring their secondary right now. And Steeler fans might say, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Yeah, and then Kevin Dotson has really been a a, a top-notch player for them since he got in there. It was interesting. I read a, a couple quotes from Kevin Dotson when he talked about the difference between Mike Tomlin and Sean McVay. Both guys are known as players, coaches, but boy, do they, they have a different style. He said McVay is way more of a uplifting, positive guy. Mike Tomlin is one of the more that yeah, everyone's heard the stories about the news. You know, after a game, you don't want to be put on the news. You do not want... Mike Tomlin having clips of you from a game up there on the news and basically saying like, I know you can do better. You need to do better. And McVay is more like trying to pump you up a little bit. So I don't think it's all based on how the coaches coach. I think it's more based on scheme and what fits each player, but nonetheless, dealer fans are probably that, well, they're not feeling good. I mean, they watched Kendrick green turn into a starter. Now he's hurt, but still in the Steelers game, he was making plays. Keller Witherspoon was a cast off. And they keep Levi Wallace, who, well, people aren't happy with him right now. So that they can't make people feel good. Uh, Dave, you, you read the Steelers injury report, and you bowed out real quick to hopefully fix the uh, static there. What's I don't know if it the, did. No, it's it, no, it's good on our end. Um, oh, because you guys still sound terrible to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just you, though. I said I think yeah. we sound fine. But anyways, okay. how does the injury report look for the uh, the Rams before we get your take on that? Uh, let's see. There was one nameless gray face that didn't practice. Another one, three nameless gray faces that didn't practice. No, I mean, honestly, I don't know who any of these guys are <laughs> because they have a very young in team. the, yeah, well, they're in the NFC West. That's about as far away as, as you can get, but no, you know, um, is it Kyron Williams? Harvey say it. We knew he wasn't going to play. He's listed mm-hmm. on theirs. Did not play the other running back that they that's out was already put on IR. So there was him. They have um, linebacker Ernest Jones didn't didn't practice. Wait, that was that was Wednesday. He was back to limited on Thursday. He was didn't practice Wednesday. Limited on Thursday. Uh, defensive tackle Laro Murchison with the knee didn't practice either day. Um, their wide receiver Ben he's been limited. How do you say it? Squad. I'm gonna mess it up. I know the. the with an Achilles, he's been limited. I'm going to mess it up. I can't even begin okay. to say his name, which is funny because it's not that. Do you guys know what it is? Squaronek or something like oh, that. Sc- I don't know. Um, Scroniak or something. I think it's okay. Like that. I, I know what I like want to say. That's what I'm not. I just, I, I'm, I'm trying not to say the name because I know what's going to come out. Scroniak. Oh, Sherry Richard. All right. Uh, Skaronic. Okay. Uh, thank you. Cause yeah. Um, the, other than that, that uh, a defensive back, um, Darion Kendrick missed the last two days for personal reasons. 
He's in jail. Um, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, uh, gun charges. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I saw I'm that. not laughing at the gun charges. Literally, it's just one of those things where I never in my life would have thought that Davis questioning a player who didn't practice and Brian's response is, oh, he's in jail. That's not it. Uh, yeah, he twisted his ankle. No, he's in jail. He's incarcerated. <laughs> I, I knew that they had someone that there was that there was charges with them. I thought they put him on a, like an exemplist. I didn't realize that's who it was. So that's why. Oh, Kevin Dotson was on the list too, but he was full both days. Yeah, th- those are true personal reasons. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. I would say, yeah, he he he's didn't practice because he couldn't get out of. Yeah, okay. He was detained. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, we're not making your... fun of him. No, 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 not at all. Uh, Dave, I know for your Stat Geek podcast, you do a uh, a lot of stats driven stuff. Clearly, it's the name of the podcast. When you looked at the statistics <laughs> for the Rams. Was there anything yeah. that stood out? Like, oh, okay, this might be something the Steelers could exploit. Is there anything that the Rams are don't do aren't doing well at least on paper that you think maybe this is something the Steelers could have an advantage? Well, since I have the paper here in front of me, I'll just you know double check. Handy, the biggest thing, it. even without looking at it, was I was surprised how little splash their defense is getting. They're towards their twenty eighth in sacks and and twenty fourth. In in takeaways, wow! You know the, the Steelers have twi- more than twice as many takeaways and in one less game, so that one surprised me. But um, they're the Rams, even though they they kind of weighed heavy on running the ball in the second half against the Cardinals, which kind of helped them um, z- secure that win. They're middle of the road rushing the ball, but of course they're one of the better passing attacks in the NFL. They're sixth, so um, but they they do give up. I mean, some sacks, um, but uh, just about the same as the Steelers. So I, I was surprised, you know, in the lack of offensive splash, they were pretty much even. This is honestly, this is really more about the Steelers. Steelers got to get better with these kind of things. So if you really want to go with anything and with the Rams, they don't, their weakest part, part on offense is running the ball and their weakest part on defense is stopping the run. Did you Did you say how many sacks they've surrendered this year? The Rams? 16. 16. Wow. Okay. 16. Well, the Steelers have surrendered 14. So. Okay. That gives you an idea, though, uh, in terms of the Steelers pass rush and whether they'll be able to get home and and do all that stuff. That's really important. Now, Dave, I'll give you a chance to answer the question like Brian did as it pertains to this upcoming matchup. What exactly are you thinking are going to be, you know, important facets of this game? Well, real quick, I want to touch on the Kevin Dotson, Akella Witherspoon thing, because you guys did bring that up. I'm going to say this. Both of those players showed some really nice things with the Steelers. Their problem, huge problem with consistency. Honestly. Think of think of Akella Witherspoon and how he first started off giving out the big touchdown um, against the Raiders. Then all of a sudden, you know, wasn't even dressed for most of the season. Jeff wanted to call him um, the biggest bust of a trade in Steelers history, and but then as soon as the season's over, the way he turned it around, led the Steelers interceptions. I, Jeff also said the Steelers can't afford to lose this guy; they need to resign yeah. him. So that that was Akella Witherspoon. Kevin Dodson. There were plenty of times last year. 
where he was the best offensive lineman on the Steelers' offensive line. But there were probably more times where he was the worst one. That was the problem. It's not that he didn't have the ability. It's that he couldn't bring it consistently. That's kind of what I think people are feeling a little bit now with Kenny Pickett when you talk about his ability to finish games and the clutch gene and coming through at the end, just give him a chance and at the end of the game. Well, why can't you get him playing like that during the rest of the game? Great question. You see Kevin Dodson going out there and pancaking people with time. Why can't, Then why is he completely blowing an assignment and getting Kenny Pickett killed? You know, those kind of things. So sometimes just a change of scenery, change of philosophy can help tighten up things like that. So other than playing them, playing the Steelers this week, good for those guys. Go out there and tear it up, especially when you play the rest of the AFC North this year. Just don't do it this week against the Steelers. So just wanted to say about that. But now you say about exploiting anything with, mm-hmm. with the Rams. Obviously, they got the good wide receivers. The Steelers have struggled with giving up massive yardage to one player on the other team so far this year. I mean, with the best one being 90 yards to Amari Cooper when, when you look at it. So let's see if well, – wait a second. That might have been before the Ravens game. Did they give up a bunch of yards to someone in the Ravens? No. I don't think they did. No, not really. The so Ravens there- game kind of broke that streak. Yeah, that kind of broke that. So that is something that you could say is a concern. And if there's ever going to be a week you're going to give up a bunch of yards to one player on the team, it's going to probably be when you're going up against Cooper Cup. But the other Nakua guy, I, don't, I have them both on my fancy team. Don't even know which one to play. Um, and you don't want to play both of them because, well, I guess you could, but oh well. Um, that's the one thing that concerns me the most with the Rams is being able to slow down that one good connection. But Maybe the Steelers have a can start to establish a good connection like that on the road this week. It's going to be really interesting. And I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about over under. We're going to give our game picks and we got some trivia. So if you're listening live or listening or watching live on Facebook, Twitter, or on YouTube, don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. If you're listening on the audio side, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. All right, Steeler fans, we are back. And it is time for everyone's favorite game, and that is Over Under. Now, Dave, it's been a while. We didn't have this last week. We didn't do Over Under last week. You had a commanding lead last, I remember, and Brian and I were just kind of chugging along in second second and third place. Do you have those totals? Oh, of course I do. I have to dip into the old notebook because I used it up. So uh, you guys are making me have to double dip right now a little bit. Just to, I, I reviewed these last week. These are just the over-unders. This isn't the game picks or or the point totals that we have for each game, but just the various stats Jeff has. Jeff, you could you could totally catch me this week. Um, I have 16. Jeff has 12. Brian has 11. If Jeff does five of them, sorry, Brian, the best you could do is, is tie. Um, if we have completely opposite picks and you get them all. But I'm, uh, the long I'm, not, I'm not running away with it yet, but we'll see. You know, my I grew up as a golfer. My dad's friend used to always say, if you start out bad, he goes, Jeff, there's a lot of paper left. There's a lot of paper left on that scoreboard. And there's a lot of paper left well, on the schedule for us to make these up. Go ahead, Brett, Dave. And I've also said, especially since the Steelers 2020 season, don't get so excited when you're when you're when you're number one in the league in September and October. Because all that matters is if you're number one come January and February. You just got to put yourself in a position to be in the running for it. 
All right, so today we have five over-under picks, okay? So we have five. I only went two individuals. The rest were teams, and they're the same individuals. So let's start off with that one individual, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett passing yards. Kenny Pickett passing yards. I have the line set at 255 and a half. 255 and a half. Dave, what do you think? Oh, I got to go first this time. I'm still writing no, down all the. All Brian, the- <laughs> go ahead. Doesn't matter. Go ahead, Brian. Under. Mm, okay. I, I don't. I don't believe yet. I want to see it. Got it. Dave, what about you? You said two fifty-five and a half, right? Correct. The hook is there. Oh, that half's going to make all the difference. Therefore, I'm, I'm going to have to go under. You're going under. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I think that's kind of high. I'll do. I'll go under as well. So we'll we'll, we'll basically just negate that. But two fifty five. I think the. I think. Still I think in first place, baby. <laughs> Deontay Johnson coming back. I, I trust. Me, I, I think he could have a game. Anyways, let's go to Kenny Pickett touchdowns oh, and uh, one and a half. Kenny Pickett touchdowns. This is total. This is not passing. This is total touchdowns. So rushing touchdowns would count. Brian, what do you think? You know what? I'm going to go with the over this week. Okay, Dave. Steelers do not have a rushing touchdown yet this season. Is that going to change? And will the Steelers finally get more than, you know, they've only got more than one offensive touchdown in one out of, in one game out of five so far. So is it that time? Yeah, sure, it's that time. Let's go over. I think that they do get a rushing touchdown this game. And I think that that would be a quarterback sneak from Kenny Pickett. And I think he also throws for one. So I'm going to take two because that was a total touchdown line, not passing touchdowns. So I got the over. All right, let's go with Steelers defensive takeaways. All right, they've been doing a great job of taking the football away. Dave on his Stat Geek podcast talked about how important it is so far this season for them to win the turnover battle every single game. I've got the line at one and a half. So what are we thinking here, Brian? Over under Steelers defensive takeaways, one and a half. I'm liking two in this game, so I will go ahead and go with the over. All right, Dave. I this is scaring me. I don't like agreeing with Brian so much since he's in last place, but I I, I had two in my mind as well. If they could get two, I think they'll be in good shape. So we'll go I'm gonna over. go under. I'm gonna think it's just one. I think they're gonna take the ball away, but I think it's just gonna be one one defensive takeaway there. All right, next is uh, an interesting one, and this is I asked Dave about the sack totals for the Rams earlier. Uh, Los Angeles Rams sacking Steelers quarterbacks. I've got that line set pretty low because I knew they weren't great. They, they weren't great at developing pass rush. I've got it at one and a half. Believe it or not, what do you think, Brian? I'm still gonna say the over on that one too because just having Aaron Donald on that line, you know, and and this is not this line hasn't proven anything to us yet. Okay, Dave. So I'm really tempted to, you know what? Why not? Why not go out on a limb? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say under. He's only going to get sacked once because Kenny's going to decide to rather if the pressure's coming around, he's going to throw it to Deontay Johnson. I was going under before you even said it, Dave. I'm going under as well. I think he gets sacked maybe one time, or maybe he'll have a clean game. You never know. 
Yeah. Last one. How many times did the Steelers sack Matthew Stafford or a Los Angeles Ram quarterback? We're going to set that line at two and a half. Brian, do you think it's the over or the under? I'm going to go with the over. Let's say three, barely. Okay. Dave? I'm going over as well. I was going to take the over with three, but I wouldn't be shocked. I, I'm going to take the over. Let's make that very clear. I'm going to take the over. But I really makes a shocked. difference if TJ Watts okay too, doesn't it? <laughs> that's true. That's a very good point. Uh, I, I will say that that's I could see it at two. I could see them also getting two, but I'm going to take the over. So there you go. All right, let's talk about predictions. Now the line that I have in front of me is that the Rams are giving the standard home field advantage three point spread with the over under line set at forty four total points. Brian, now's your chance to tell everyone what you think is going to happen in this game and what your score prediction is. So uh, I'm going to go with the push because the score prediction that I came up with is 23 to 20. Unfortunately, in favor of the Los Angeles Rams. Why am I putting it that way? Traditionally in, in the Mike Tomlin era, we have seen them go to California, go to the West coast, not do too well on the road against NFC West opponents. Now, of course, do I count Arizona in that? Do I count Las Vegas in that? Because I know that's not NFC, but I'm just saying that that's out West and they've had some luck in those places. But I'm really going to say for the most part, last time they were in SoFi, last couple of times they were in, uh, they were playing the Chargers on the road. Uh, When they play out there, they just don't seem to shine. I think that's possibly going to continue. All right. So you said 23 to 20, right? Yes. So that's a, that's a push with the spread been slightly under barely under. All right, Dave, what about you? What is your score prediction? How do you see this game shaking out? Yeah, this is one of those that I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it and come in with my score already. So I'm making it up on the fly. And like I was saying on Tuesday night, like right now I'm not feeling it, you know, with a buy, you just don't know and blah, blah, blah. But then I'm like, I'll find a way to convince myself. Otherwise, man, you, I would not be shocked either way in this game. I, I really wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers win it. I wouldn't be shocked if they lose it. It's just one of those games. There's a whole bunch of teams in the NFL that are in the middle and are just kind of like, eh, um, I feel like the Rams are one of those teams. I feel like the Steelers are one of those teams. I feel like the entire AFC North is one of those teams right now. And what's going to separate these teams from here on out is the ones that, that take their eh and start to be a little bit more consistent with things. So I'm hoping that that starts with the Steelers right now. Ooh, now to come up with the score, I am taking the Pittsburgh Steelers against the points. I am going under. And I am going to say that the final score is, uh, let's come up with something unique. Let's go, let's go 1813 Steelers. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, hey, that's your prediction. That's fine. 18 to 13 and see you. That's the under. And all right. I think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring than uh, Dave's prediction. I not bump by much. I have it pretty close to Brian's actually, except flip the script a little bit. I think we're going to see another Kenny Pickett fourth quarter game. 
I think he's going to drive the team down and is going to put up a touchdown when it matters most. I have the Steelers winning this game 24 to 20. So that's a push on the over under. I've got the Steelers on the money line, getting the points. It uh, doesn't matter. I got the Steelers 24 to 20. I just think that the more, uh, the more we see without Ben Roethlisberger was the West coast thing, a Tomlin thing, or was it a Ben thing? I'll be curious to see a little bit more of that also coming off the buy. So you have these two narratives of Mike Tomlin coming out of a buy very strong, the team turning it around, but yet they're going to the West coast, which they never perform well there. Something's got to give. I'm going to trust the Mike Tomlin coming out of the buy record more than I will. The others. I listened to Dave stat geek this morning and he talked about all those stats and things like that. So I am therefore sticking with my gut Steelers win 24 to 20. So there you have it. So Brian picked against the Steelers. Dave and I took the Steelers. Very good. Good picks. I like them. Except Brian's. Anyways, Brian, what's your trivia tonight? You're muted, Brian. You're muted, Brian. <laughs> I know. That's why I wasn't saying a word. You noticed my, my lips oh. didn't move. <laughs> I, I was uh, shoring up my trivia on the other end, and I got stuck. So, yeah, oh. I have actually have two trivias. I'm going to make the first one very quick, and the second one will be a tri- traditional bad trivia that – that Dave has probably studied for, but I'm going to try to cross him up. So, <laughs> so the Pittsburgh Steelers let um, history shows that the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1979 season in 1980 defeated the Los Angeles Rams by the score of 31 to 19 in Super Bowl 14. However, cinema had the Rams beating the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl in 1978. That did not happen, but in the world of the movies, and I'll even uh, give you a hint, in Warren Beatty's mind, it did happen. The quarterback was Joe Pendleton for the Los Angeles Rams, and what was that movie? Oh, the, the the Warren Beatty football movie. I got no clue. Um, uh, it's one of those like catchphrasey like titles. I'm looking like at the uh, like an idiom. I'm looking like, in the live chat. I'm cheating. Um, uh, I don't know. Go ahead and cheat, Jeff. It's um, it, it's it's. I don't know. Some people are saying Black Sunday. No. Heaven can wait. Is that right? Oh, he- heaven can wait. That's right. Heaven can never wait is a very good movie. It was actually never seen it, but I know what it's about. It, it's it is a really cool movie. Uh, it's a football is not really it's not a football movie, but football is a backdrop for it. Mm-hmm. it it's really cool. Uh, they did they did defeat the Steelers in that Super Bowl. And actually, then right after that, in the 79 season, that Super Bowl actually did happen, but not the way Warren Beatty wrote it up. So that's good news for Steelers fans. My second one is one of my typical ones. And, you know, of course, we see a lot of, we're seeing a lot of former Rams playing for the Steelers. Well, one, Allen Robinson. Of course, we already talked about Akello. We talked about Dotson in this game. There's a lot of former Steelers and Rams. There's ones that I know, of course, Dave threw out. And uh, 
And of course, that's the big one. There's there's another huge name in there, a huge Hall of Famer that played for both teams. But I just want to know about number one picks. There have been nine number one picks that have played for both the Rams and the Steelers. I'm not going to ask for all of them because I don't expect any of you, myself included, to say Frank Verricchione, Lou Michaels. I would have got Lou Michaels, actually. Art Hunter and Lou Cordleone. But there's five others that have all happened since, uh, let's say, 1990. Who are they? First round picks by one of the teams, but then so Jerome the Bettis would be one of them. Absolutely. Yeah, Jerome Bettis. Yes. Uh, it doesn't Kevin have to be Green. by one of the teams. They are first round picks. Oh, but played so... for both teams. Yes. Got it. Okay. Was Alan Alan Robinson wasn't a first round pick, was he? He was a number two, I believe. That's a yeah. Yeah. But did I say Green? Kevin Green was a number five, a fifth rounder. Oh really? I I was just yeah. thinking of I was for some reason I was thinking Hall of Fame, um, which was what you'd said. Sorry, I'm I was breaking up. Couldn't hear the whole question. I'm drawing what? a blank. Let's see. One was a first round pick of the Steelers, and Heinz Ward didn't like it very much. Heinz Ward didn't like the pick very much. Hmm. I I have I've not. Uh, I'm just I'm looking at the live chat. I'm gonna throw out some names that they're throwing out there and see if they're right. Uh, Troy Edwards. Troy Edwards is correct. The reason I said Heinz Ward did not like that is because he was the number one pick in 1999 plexigo burris was the number one pick in 2000 and what happened in 1998 number three pick was heinz ward and they kept on bringing in wide receivers and he was like hey what about me yeah so troy edwards is that guy there um the live chat has another one right um wayne, wayne yandy wayne gandy i was actually on wayne gandy's show a couple years ago as a guest from our network here um and then here's one that uh here's one that you're not gonna get it was actually a number one pick i believe of tampa bay he was probably one of the most recent Steelers here mark Barron. oh and here's okay. one he was a first round draft pick mark Barron was like wow he was a top 10 draft pick jeff holy cow i had no idea i think seven or eight jeez yeah and I, that was the David DeCastro draft. Okay. And the last one, you, he was not a number one pick of this team either. He was actually a number one pick of the Denver Broncos, but you should know this. Huh. He's a quarterback. And no, it's not Doug Hodges, even though Doug Hodges was on both the Steelers. And the Rams, but this quarterback is one that a lot of us like a lot. Oh, Tommy Maddox. Tommy Maddox was a Ram and a Steeler. He played for the Rams? Yes. Huh. 
I believe that was before he played for the. That was definitely before he played for the Steelers. Oh, because he retired a yeah. Steeler. There Tommy you Gun. go. That, that's it. There you but go. Dave, that's you tough. missed Mark Barron in there. Oh yeah, Mark Barron. That one makes sense. Am I okay? Do you have? Is my connection you're, all right? You're good. You've been fine. Because yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Because I couldn't hear either one of you guys for all that. <laughs> so all right. So Dave's trivia. Go ahead. Um, I'll try to make it quick and see if things actually come through. The one thing that's really discouraging right now, and I, and I talked about it on the last two episodes of Stat Geek, is that the Steelers are ranked. You know, this one didn't change at all. They're ranked as the number thirty offense and thirty defense in the NFL right now, which makes it amazing that they're three and two when you think about it. Now, when I'm talking about the rankings, I'm talking about what the NFL looks at as the you know official offensive ranking, which is yards. So they're ranked 30th in yards. What is the worst ranking that the Steelers offense has had in yardage, and what year was it? Did you say, like, is this of all time, or did you give us a – Mike Tomlin of era. all time, but if you think about it, if you go back pre-merger, there wasn't that many teams, so they couldn't rank all that high. Yeah. So it's basically post. I think one of one of the worst ones ever that I remember, and I, I bet you it wasn't that long ago, but I'm going to go back to 1986 and the Mark Malone days. That's a very bad offense. 1986. I, I got to filter this the other way around just to find where it was. It wasn't even towards the top. That offense in yardage, they ranked 20th. Oh, well. What about 2019? There's one here that's pretty low-hanging fruit, I thought. 2019? Worst Steelers. 2019. They were 30th in yards. Okay. But there was another one that, was, that wasn't that far off where the Steelers were 28th. 28th, if you had any idea what year that was uh, when they had the 28th best best offense. What's crazy? 21. They had the 28, they were 28th offense. They were here. I'll, I'll get I'll tell you this. They were 28th in offensive yards, 19th in defensive yards, and yet made the playoff. 2021. It is not 2021. They were 23rd in offense in 21. Nineteen eighty nine. It is nineteen eighty nine. They were twenty eighth in offense and nineteenth in defense. You know, not even in the ha top half of the league in either category, and yet still made the playoff. But what about they defense? Lost. The Steelers right now. You know, they're they're. Go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say they lost the first two games by a combined score of ninety two to ten. Yes, in eighty nine. So that kind of, yeah. That so with points that was definitely a, what. What about defensively? What was the what was the Steelers' worst ranking yardage wise? Of, you know, what number defense in the NFL? You what year? Yeah, what year and what rank? Two thousand and seventeen. Two thousand and seventeen. You thought they had a pretty crummy defense. Hold on, I'm 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 trying to to find. Uh, where where they were within all of that 2017 yeah their their defense their defense 
in yards was fifth. <laughs> uh, 2000, gosh, what was the year? 2013 was pretty bad, too, no. I think. No? Well, that was going to be my guess. 13. Yeah. Well, I, I said no after your first two words. Is that yeah, no, I heard you say no, and I still said it. Yeah. I, I agree. No, no, no. I, I meant Matt, I meant he didn't even finish the year. I said it after the first two oh. digits. So it's not in the 2000s. Mm -hmm. This is one they did not make the playoff. 1988. In was fact, they only went. Yeah, because they only went 5-11 and 11 this year. That was 1988. They finished 28th in the NFL with defense. 15th in offense, but 28th in defense. So uh, I think we'll see some improvement in those numbers as as, uh, as the season goes on. There's a, you know, they, they've got a couple games here that are eh, but then you've got some some ones that, that you would hope that the Steelers could 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 pull them out um, and could maybe, you know, bounce back with, with some of those matchups they have coming up, I would say, in November. So that's pretty much all I had tonight. All right. Good stuff. All right, Brian. Final thoughts. What are you thinking? All right. So I'm thinking a few things. Uh, before I get started, you know how I love to wax poetically about celebrities. And uh, when they pass away, we do bring them up. We lost a celebrity this week that I think means a lot to the three of us here because the three of us here one thing that we do agree on is the movie Rocky. I don't mm. think any of us will not. Um, will, I mean, like we disagree on Star Wars. We disagree on Die Hard. But Rocky, we all love. And I know that. Burt Young passed away at the age of 83. And Burt Young played Polly in the Rocky movies. And he was one of those lovable loser guys in, uh, who uh, Polly was. And... That I have been watching that guy since 1976, and I've seen him in different different things throughout the years. But he'll always be Polly, uh, rest in peace, Burt Young. Now on to the Steelers. I want to go ahead and bring this up. I picked against the Steelers again this week. When I listened to Dave and Jeff say, and Dave said, you know, like when it gets closer to the game, I I might change my mind. I I actually picked against the. The, them against the Ravens and close to the game, I felt stronger about it. But until the, this team changes their stubbornness, and I think it's stubborn all the way around, not just Art Rooney, not just Mike Tomlin, not just Matt Canada, but until it decides they can say they're going to make some changes. But until they make true changes and show the effort and show that they don't have to come from behind in the last quarter and have the other team make grave mistakes to win, I'm not ready to jump on that bandwagon. So I'm going to probably continue until I see a philosophy change. Are we going to see that philosophy change? I don't know. But I know when I did pick them, it was the Houston Texans game. And we all know what happened in that game. So I'm going to continue. I'm going to believe that they can win this game, but I'm definitely, by goodness, I'm not going to take them. Okay, fair enough. Dave, final thoughts. 
All right. Well, I, I just have to say this. I'm really happy that the Steelers are three and two. When you when you look at how they've struggled on offense and defense, they've come through the splash plays, but they've struggled with stopping things. The, the fact that they're three and two is really encouraging. But saying, hey, they're three and two and right there in the division shouldn't also make you feel that great either, because it's not a three and two that really feels like you can continue to build on it. So to me, I'm excited about seeing the Steelers come out of the bye to see if they're going to be the same kind of team, to see if if we're going to get more of the same of things that we saw beforehand, or if it's or if it's going to be um, kind of a revamp, reloaded team. That's what I'm looking forward to the most this Sunday at 4:05 Eastern. It's going to be a fun one. Make sure you check out all of our content at Steel Curtain Network. Remember, if you're watching us live right now. You're only getting some of our shows. Most of our content is on the audio only feed, which is anywhere we get your podcast. Just search Steelers or Steel Curtain Network. You'll find us. You'll get shows like Brian's Bad Language, Dave Steelers, Stat Geek, My Let's Ride podcast. Go check it out. The next time you see us, though, will be after the game on Sunday, recapping in the post game show like we always do. Whether the Steelers win or the Steelers lose, we will be there. So, gentlemen, good show as always. Enjoy the game. Dave, why don't you send us out like you always do? Hey. We'll see you next week for another Steelers preview. Everybody else gets a little tight.